Welcome to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast by Troutwood. I'm Gene Natali, co-founder and CEO of Troutwood. In today's episode, we're going to continue the credit card conversation that we've been having with Maggie and Arouge and bring in a fourth team member from Troutwood uh, with kind of a specific focus today. We want to address the question, what happens after you apply for a credit card? Maggie Arouge, welcome back. Hi. Oh, welcome. And so where we left off, Maggie and Arouge, Maggie has her first credit card. Arouge, you were turned down. We speculated it was because of your age, but we haven't yet got your rejection letter in the mail to get the actual reason why. Is that fair? Yes, that is correct. I yeah. haven't gotten it yet. Uh, I'm not sure when it will come. It did say like one to 10 days, but it's definitely been over that. So I'm not exactly sure. We're going to dive in once you get that. The, this this entire series was based on uh, applying for your first credit card and learning from those experiences. Both of you were turned down by one of the credit cards that you applied. And I just I want to share one kind of statistic on that and then have a couple questions for you both. Being denied for a credit card doesn't hurt your credit score. It's the application itself, which is called, called a hard inquiry, um, that can cause uh, your score to decrease. And before we dive into the exact kind of math of that, Maggie, I'm curious, what is your perspective on credit cards and the impact on your credit score? So I don't concretely know, but I do believe my credit score has gone down a little bit since I got denied for one of the cards. So now, do you are you able to confirm? Did you take you took a look at your credit card score? Or your excuse me, your yeah, credit I score? Yeah, I had it before, and it went down recently. How, so can I you say how many points? Um, don't say like what the number was. Did it drop five points, ten points? Like maybe 15. Okay. Something and like you, that. And how many credit cards did you formally apply for? Two. Two. Interesting. Yeah. Arouge, I'll push that same question to you. I'm curious, what is your perspective on credit cards and the impact they can have on your credit score? Uh, going off the credit score question, I actually have no idea what my credit score is. Also, like no idea how to check that. Uh, I've definitely seen plenty of ads of places, but at the same time, I don't know how trustworthy they are sharing my like personal information with. Um, secondly, like my whole thought process of a credit card now is a lot better in the fact that I understand it's a tool to help you succeed. But when used improperly, that's where the stigma comes of credit cards are bad. Um, but yeah, that's my overall idea. Mm -hmm. Aruj, you are not alone in being a college student, not sure where to look for a credit score. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into that in a future episode. I'm curious, before we bring Jeff Davidek in to answer the question we started with, the impact of a credit card application being turned down, have either of you heard, I don't know, for lack of a better word, just crazy thoughts on credit cards from, from friends or family members? either fact or fiction, when, when you have that credit card conversation, 
Is it positive? Is it negative? Maggie, you're nodding your head. Does that mean maybe something's popping? Yeah, I told you guys that my mom is very weary about credit cards. And I actually told her that I got a credit card and she like initially kind of freaked out because she was under the impression that when you're using a credit card, you're constantly um, having to deal with the effects of that interest. But I had to explain to her, you know, like, no, it's only if you don't pay it every month. So that was a little bit shocking. I was like, no, 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 that's not right. <laughs> did, did she feel better after the explanation? She did. Yeah. She felt a lot better. That's interesting, but Maggie. Just, like, I think um, didn't have a lot of experience with using a credit card and had just like this really bad idea in her head that you could go into so much debt with them. And so she always told me just stay away. <laughs> I think that's interesting because when I teach at the University of Pittsburgh, my students regularly come back and say, my mom or my dad, my guardian told me not to invest. And they take a similar approach just because there's unfamiliarity with the, the topic. So they'll come back and say, my parents say investing is like gambling gene and I shouldn't open a 401k. Uh, so those misconceptions are maybe generational and we could talk about that in a future episode. Uh, Aruj, I'm curious what you hear on campus to that exact same question. Are there any misconceptions or maybe you don't even know their misconceptions, just comments that you hear students making? Uh, a lot of students that I hear is like, um, they don't want to get a credit card because they think the same thing with what Maggie said is you might accrue that uh, like debt and like the stuff that you have to pay back and the interest and you don't necessarily want to do that. You don't want to be in the position of having to pay high amounts of uh, interest and stuff like that. But like um, as well as they're like, I can just live with a debit card. Why do I need a credit card? And it comes down to the conversation of, do you want to have a house? Do you want to make a big purchase, like a car, whatever? You need to have, like, you're obviously not going to necessarily have that $30,000 to buy a new, like, Tesla or something. You need to have that credit to be able to get that loan and the conversation of how do you build credit. I appreciate that perspective, Aruj. Aruj, I'm going to throw a homework assignment on you for a future episode. As you mentioned, that, that credit and that, you know, uh, building credit score. I'm going to challenge you to find out what is the impact on your credit score of missing rent payments in college? Because there are so few ways to build a credit score when you have very limited bills, you know, student loans or maybe a debt that you have, but you're not repaying them till after college. So you don't have many chances to build, you know, trust in terms of your ability to repay. So uh, a challenge for a future episode of Roosh. All right, well, let's bring Jeff Davidek in. In terms of an introduction, Jeff Davidek is uh, my partner, co-founder, Trotwood, our chief strategist. And as we were working through this credit card series. And we mentioned this last episode, Arush had put out a message in Slack after he was turned down for the REI card that he was hoping and dreaming for. And he said, I'm going to apply for a hundred, you know, maybe one will accept me. And Arush and I talked, it was absolutely in jest, but Jeff had DM me saying, Gene, we got to stop Arush. He's going to apply to a hundred credit cards. <laughs> and in my mind that triggered, well, what if, what if someone didn't know? that it isn't okay to apply for hundred credit cards? Or what if someone truly did want to experiment that? Jeff did some, some kind of reporting and some investigating on that question. Jeff, what did you find and what did you learn? 
Yeah, well, I mean, to start out, um, it's important to know that uh, credit cards are uh, a big factor in the finances of uh, millions of Americans. The average American family has a credit card balance uh, of about $5,300. And uh, less than half of uh, Americans pay that balance in full uh, each month. And the interest rates can range anywhere from you know, 10 or 12% all the way up into the 20s. Uh, so uh, they can be a very significant obstacle to uh, achieving your financial goals if you don't manage them well. Um, it was interesting watching Maggie and Arouge go through this exercise. And, and like, uh, you know, you were saying, Gene, I became a little bit concerned because there's a distinction between what's known as a hard inquiry and a soft inquiry. Uh, a soft inquiry is when uh, you want to get pre-approved for something like a mortgage uh, or an auto loan that might say, hey, congratulations, you're pre-approved for a $20,000 loan to buy a car. Uh, but a hard inquiry is when your history and your outstanding balances, um, any late payments uh, or delinquencies, those are actually pulled by the entity that you want to open a line of credit or a loan with. And each time that a hard inquiry is run, uh, it does reduce your credit score by a little bit because uh, credit card companies uh, and other lenders, um, they are wary and rightfully so of people who might wanna go and apply for like 10 or 20 loans at once. Uh, that can be a risky proposition. Uh, there's good news if you're applying for an auto loan or a mortgage, you're given a grace period so you could shop around for 10 different mortgages or 10 different auto loans uh, within a window of a couple of weeks, and it will only count as a single hard inquiry. Uh, but credit cards are treated differently. And so uh, I'm glad Arouge didn't apply to 100 different credit cards uh, because uh, that can have a negative impact on your score. And it can take you know, 12 months or longer uh, for your score uh, to recover. Uh, in the natural course of things. Jeff, I appreciated that. One, I appreciate how much you you cared about a rouge to say, let's let's interject here. Uh, two, as you and I learned and had this conversation, my first emotion was there's some fear here because well, what if there is a deeply negative impact that we were unaware of? And then the, the step back and the, the common sense side said, well, but, but we're all going to apply for our first credit card. So Jeff said three terms that I'd, I'd push our audience to understand, hard inquiry, soft inquiry, and grace period. And important note, he specifically called out the fact that credit cards are treated differently. So to our student audience, if, if you had an experience similar to, to a Rouge, the, the suggestion is to wait maybe 90 days or even up to six months to reapply um, you can do some, some Googling and find different ranges to those numbers, but there's no rush if you're a student. Um, Maggie Arouge, I'm curious if any questions pop in your head as you learn from Jeff's summary right there. My initial question is, what is the grace period and what is the benefit of utilizing that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. So FICO, uh, they extend a 30-day grace period. And uh, the reason that that's done is because it's in the best interest of consumers to be able to comparison shop things like mortgages or things like auto loans. Um, but credit cards are a little bit 
trickier because uh, they're not collateralized. Uh, I know that's our, our finished words, but it's unlikely that somebody's going to go and, and use the same mortgage to buy multiple houses. Uh, it's unlikely that somebody is going to go and use the same auto loan to buy multiple vehicles. Those are things that you just can't um, realistically do. But if I apply for 10 different credit cards and they all get approved, then I have all of this excess credit. Um, there isn't uh, any collateral backing that. And that makes it uh, a riskier proposition uh, for lenders. And so a flag can go up. Uh, hey, this person, you know, Jeff here is applying for all sorts of ability to borrow money um, without any kind of, um, you know, collateralization behind it. Coincidentally, uh, the national record in the United States for the most credit cards is held by a guy named Walter Cavanaugh, known as Mr. Plastic Fantastic, who has 1,497 credit cards. Uh, but interestingly, he's maintained his good credit because he's done these things uh, concurrently with paying off debt in time, which will raise your score. Um, and uh, by maintaining a low um, utilization ratio. Uh, so by using less than 10% of the million plus dollars of credit uh, card borrowing that he could do, um, he's able to stay in the good graces of uh, FICO and Experian and so forth. Jeff, that is fascinating. We may have to dive in a little deeper to that fun fact. And so a thought that popped in my head as Jeff was answering a, a Rouge's question. Maggie, when you uh, buy your first car, maybe we need to kind of explore that process. And in my mind, as I thought that I just pictured you driving a Tesla. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> You're great. <right. laughs> what, what color Tesla? Let's get the dream built. I think I just want a nice, you know, clean white Tesla. I love it. Classic. Maggie Roosh, any questions for Jeff as we did some homework on that hard inquiry, software inquiry, and, and learn that it's absolutely okay to apply for that first credit card. Rouge, we're going to continue to follow your uh, journey here. Maggie, you know, your, your journey is complete in the credit card. Yes. Yeah, I think it's, it's an important note that even though, you <laughs> even though you mentioned that your score has come down a little bit since you applied mm -hmm. for your card, there are always positive factors that can increase your score, um, and they happen very quickly. Every time you make a timely payment on a student loan or every time you pay at least the minimum balance uh, or better yet, the balance in full on your credit card, your score is going to go up. And the longer you have a history of having an open line of credit that's in good standing, that will gradually raise your score over time as well. And it'll make it possible for you to get bigger lines of credit if you wish, or better rates on that credit. Mm -hmm. That'll be interesting to see. I'll definitely keep an eye out. And to in conclusion, again, speaking laser focused to our student audience, a hard inquiry will stay on your credit report for 24 months, two years. It may or may not impact your credit score. That will be dependent on the individual. But if it does impact your credit score, that impact will only be felt for 12 months. So let's look at the examples of Arouge and Maggie. Arouge, 20 years old. Maggie, 23 years old. Probably a step away from the next big purchase. Uh, so it's a great step to build your credit score. Um, Arouge, Maggie, thank you. Jeff, thanks for, for the homework you did and for joining us.
Thank you for tuning in to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast by Troutwood.